Many real estate agents across Australia confidently refer Property Insurance Plus to their clients as they recognise the price and benefit value of their policy combined with the client-focused service they deliver. They offer a comprehensive building and landlord insurance facility and have formed a powerhouse to present the very best in investment property insurance. Contact PIP today to find out more. Hey, welcome to my PM Collective podcast where I have open and transparent chats with others in the property management industry to talk about real things like mental health, wellness, the job and the struggles. My name is Ashley Goodchild and I've been working in property management for more than 20 years. I am one of the leading BDMs in WA, mum of three and self-confessed workaholic. I'm the owner of Soco Realty and Property Profiling Australia and the founder of the Happy Property Manager online membership. We support property managers all over Australia through mental health awareness and a collaborative style training to become happy property managers through monthly expert training videos and a safe and private Facebook community. To find out more, head over to pmcollective.com.au. Welcome to the PM Collective Podcast. Today we have Bo Geerlings from Atri Real Estate with us for the very first time. Thanks for coming in, Bo. Thank you very much for having me. Now, today we are going to talk about... Uh, what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about some process. Sorry, it's actually a little thing. Um, being thrown into the deep end and why does it happen. So start off just by telling us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, perfect. So I've been in probably the real estate industry for seven plus years now. Um, had, a, had a couple of roles, initially property manager, head of department, and now as a business development manager with Atri Real Estate. And you have gone from Atri and you've gone back. Correct, yes. Okay. I did a little short little maternity leave while I had, had my daughter and went and tried another agency and then, then came back. Excellent. How old's your daughter? Uh, she's five months today, actually. Oh, I didn't yes. Know you. yes, correct. Yep. Oh, I didn't know she was that little. Not me. Yes. And um, how's it going? You're going all right? No, very good. Yeah, yeah. Mum and, and baby really well. Um, she sleeps through the night already, so um, touch wood, it's really good. Excellent. Well, she's going to be starting solid soon, and then that's all going to change. Correct, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I want you to talk about being thrown in the deep end because both of us have experienced this at the start of our careers. So what was your experience of that? Yeah, so initially when I got into real estate, um, I always had an interest in real estate. And um, basically what happened was is I was weighing up the pros and cons and which sort of area I wanted to get into um, and ultimately landed in, in property management. Um, I then went and worked for an all-inclusive agency. Um, about a month into the job, I went from three property managers looking after about 250 uh, properties into looking after 250 properties on my own. <laughs> so, and, that, and that's everything from leasing right through to obviously end, end of tenancy stuff as well. And... Was it? Did that happen just by accident, or did do you think the directors maybe had an unrealistic expectation? Um, because because of the type of company it was, they were sort of hiring a lot of unskilled people. Um, so I think initially what happened was they just kept bringing people in to try and fill the void, and ultimately they just sort of kept falling out. So there was never really I was the only constant there. Um, so for the twelve months I was there, um, I was the only constant. There was a lot of people coming and going, and, and some people only lasting about a week. What stopped you from leaving? 
Um, well, I had to sort of look at the, the positives. Um, there was, in terms of years served and not only being in the industry for 12 months, I think I was a lot more experienced than, than some, someone else that, that sort of did the similar amount of years that I had done. Yeah. So it was just, yeah, just really getting an, you know, an education in it and, and sort of fast-tracking my apprenticeship. Yeah. Um, and I love talking about males and property management because I think I literally can probably count four or five on yep. my hand. Yeah, especially, yeah, property management side of things, yeah, it's quite unique. Yeah. What do you think are some of the benefits of being male and, and I say property management, yep. you're being now, but... Yeah, I think... Um, I think sometimes it's just a delivery in terms of sometimes having a discussion with someone or, or if, you know, your fellow property manager is having a, a you know, disagreement with a tenant or an owner, just having that ability to be able to step in. It's just a, a different dynamic um, and sometimes it just is really beneficial just to get the message across and, and really help out. Um, I was really did a really good job in being able to, to communicate with people, so I don't know whether that was my skills or, or being a male and things like that as well, but some there are some advantages to it. Yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. That's what everyone that I speak to sort of says the same thing. They sort of like to mention um, that they're un- more unemotional. They just yeah, don't have yeah. time to be um, also multitasking too much. Yeah. So you just sort of do each task, get it done, correct. move yeah. on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's the pros and cons to being, you know, I'm a sympathetic guy when it comes to my personal life. But, yeah, within that, yeah, you take the emotion away and, and you really can just do what needs to be done without sort of thinking about it too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's probably, so we've sort of spoken about one um, reason why uh, people get thrown into the deep end, yep. and I guess one is staffing issues, yep. which I would say is quite important at the moment. And I think that it's important for people to realise that there are options, like if you are an agency where you don't, you are short of staff, um, then there's options available as opposed to just putting the poor person that's left in the deep end. There's options of having a temp come in. There's options of outsourcing some of the support for the person who's having to carry the load. Um, It should never be ignorance by the owner, but there are reasons why genuinely you can be thrown into the deep end. 100%. Yeah, and I think obviously with with that sort of fee structure that they are offering, they can't tend to outsource things or, or bring in additional support from a, from a software point of view. So they really have to keep it in-house and they probably can't afford to, to pay the higher-end wages and things like that for staff. So they are bringing sort of the, the juniors in and expecting them to do things that maybe seniors that are the three-plus years in the industry should be doing. Yeah, and, and a classic example of um, someone who does have, say, cheaper fees, this is for anyone that does have cheaper fees and not able to maintain yep. a sustainable rent role yep. um, because of wages and things like that, and it comes back and bites you on the farm eventually. 100%, yeah. But people still have, business owners still have this idea that they want 500 management, 600 management's, I mean, in fact, that actually doesn't really matter. It's about how many staff, you know, and the revenue. So Yeah, 100%. I mean, I sort of haven't been anywhere that has the years served in terms of the staff at Factory. I think the, the girl that, that took over my role when I briefly went away and come back, she's the shortest term of sort of six months. Um, other than that, everyone else is sort of seven plus years. So yeah. there's a lot of years served with, within the company, um, and that's down to the support that they get given and their workloads and things like that. Yeah, I um, when I first started in real estate, so I started in reception, and the people that purchased the 
rent roll the business were a pilot and a flight attendant, husband and wife, no idea, no idea. And so I didn't have any choice but to just do whatever they needed me to do. And I was 18 and naive as well, so I didn't really maybe have the maturity to say, hey, that's not my job description. I just wanted to please, you know? So I ended up doing, I think I was doing payroll within about six months. Like, (laughs) because I tend to know it. I was like, okay, I'll work it out. Mm -hmm. I'll help you do it. Um, But then I think for me personally, that's how I perform better, being thrown in the deep end. And I'd rather learn things on my own. And then if I need help, I'll ask for help. But I'd rather not have someone next to me training me. So what sort of style do you think you are? I'm probably similar, which is probably why I was probably the, the person that, that stuck it out earlier on in my career. So, they, like I said, there's, there's pros and cons to it. Um, but one of the advantages was that I was doing things that, that I probably shouldldn't be doing. So, it was a lot more experience. So, similar sort of thing. You just sort of fake it till you make it, sort of thing, and yeah. and, and gain the skills that you need to do the job. And it's fast tracked to where you are now. Hundred percent as well. Yeah. Um, so we spoke about what happens. What did you learn from? <laughs> Yeah, that that you're just able to. Yeah, prob- probably from a from a job description point of view, it's probably from learning everything from from leasing right through. I mean, we did we didn't outsource anything. We did absolutely everything. So you know, your days consist of doing a property initial report in the morning, doing inspections, home opens, processing applications. Um, wasn't enough hours in the day to get through the tasks that you needed to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it probably just fast tracked my education on property management. Um, also helped with how how to handle a task as well. So what what I did right that time, what I didn't do right, and and sort of sort of really educated myself really quickly. Do you think you would have stayed in a property management role longer if you hadn't been put into the deep end? Yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, sort of. I was I was out there for for twelve months and then sort of got another opportunity and and. It, it looked greener because I, there was obviously less and they, they did outsource some of, some of the work as well. So from that point of view, I knew what to look for when I was going for jobs in the future, like what, what, what sort of help and support that you get from, from your licensing directors. Yeah, and being in a BDM role, so that's that's relatively like seven years, I think you said, didn't you? Correct, yeah. Seven, seven years is long. But it's still quite short. Correct. Yeah, I, I definitely got to uh, a point where I was sort of done with property management um, and, and thought, well, oh, need, need to look for something else. Um, well, so, and that's, that's interesting. So that has, I, I think that it has really been, oh, I don't want to say to put a bad taste in your mouth, but it's definitely gone, okay, I need a break from that. Yeah, you know? yeah correct. And I think from a... Sort of property management. As much as you, you work nine till five, there's a lot. You know, I was I was getting to the point where I'm laying there at night going, oh, I didn't do that email or I didn't do this, and and it really sort of took over a little bit of your personal life on the outside as well. Whereas now, uh, you know, it's flexibility within the role in the hours I work and things like that. But ultimately, as soon as I know I'm done and I've done what I needed to, I'm I'm clear till till the next day. So there's there's advantages from from that point of view as well. And you um you realised that the um that the grass wasn't greener, and so you've gone back to Attree. Correct. Yeah, short little uh, sabbatical we call it. So I was there um, almost five years and and got headhunted for for another role. So head of department for for another company. Um, unfortunately, didn't didn't work out. So it was sort of a quick four or five month sabbatical, and then I was back at Attree with with the position that was available. Did you? Uh, this is a personal 
answered your question, so if you want me to edit it out, but so the, the reason why you left in the first place was maybe for a, a more of that opportunity to that in a department type thing. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking for progression within my career. Yeah. Um, like I said, I was getting to sort of my end of my tether with with property management. Uh, so that was that was one of the reasons I got sort of headhunted and offered an opportunity and and got got wowed a little bit and and sort of fell for it and, and made the jump um, and sort of tried my best but initially it just sort of didn't work out and yeah. and Nathan's sort of tapped me on the shoulder and said oh mate we're looking for a business development manager you're interested and, and I was straight back there so grass definitely wasn't greener yeah and, and, and I think that he'll have you I don't want to say he'll have you for life he's going to be for a damn long time now yeah correct yeah no definitely he always likes to remind me that uh, that my services start from zero again so I've only been there for sort of five months so um, yeah no I don't don't plan on, on making a move anytime soon okay. definitely and what a good sort of like so I met Nathan I've been in touch with Nathan socially mm-hmm. and um, and I won't forget the time that we I met you for the first time and I met Nathan for the first time and I felt like a bit of a bitch because I remember seeing him and just thinking you're a typical sales director <laughs> correct yep I still think yeah. that they still hurt by that kind of so. <laughs> must have some apology files or something yeah. but a beer but, works better I think <laughs> <laughs> um, and he just it, that to me is who he was and I my fault I didn't get to know him well enough to know that he actually just loves property management and what a top bloke for you to oh, be working with un- unbelievably yeah um, extremely, extremely smart man uh, loves loves what he does loves property management and really um, puts culture and things like that at the forefront with everything that he does he won't won't say no to a, a software he'll really look into it and see how it sort of assists his staff members and I mean really really looks after the property managers and, and that's you know that's a evident based on the time served for the, the property managers that we have there um, but yeah no, really loves the industry loves like loves everything so he's still hurt by the comment but I think he'll survive <laughs> well it was just me being stereotypical because yep. it's not often that you get a male who Correct. loves property management That's exactly right yep. so and he has changed my yeah my there you go <laughs> so um, tell me let's talk a little bit about the culture there um because I think it's really good for people to know what happens in other offices. And I, I say that it's a positive comparison. So people could positively compare themselves to to you or to me and say, oh, actually, do you know what? What I'm doing is pretty good. I'm on track. Or they could positively compare and say, oh, that's a good idea. So I think either way, it's great to see how other offices work. So what are a couple of things that you find make the staff culture very unique at Atrium? Yeah, I mean, there's probably, there's a lot. I mean, and like you said, there's, there's pros and cons to each sort of office and, and how they do things. Uh, one of one of the biggest things that they picked up from the, the COVID time was was the flexibility with, with where the property managers could work from. Um, so they do have flexibility within their role and they do do a couple of afternoons in the office um, and then everyone's sort of in the office on Friday. So sort of three days a week, the property managers have a choice and if they want to work from home or if they want to work in the office. Do they still, do you, do you find that they embrace working from home or are you finding that they're coming back a bit more? Um, it's a bit of both. I think they sort of, it probably ebbs and flows in terms of how much you see them. It may be that like they've done a couple of days from home and gone, you know, I want that. Yeah, I want that bit of social aspect and come into the office. Um, but I mean, the guys are really good. I mean, most times they're out for inspections in the morning anyway, and then they go back and, and do what they need to do. Um, so that's one, that's one in terms of, you know, the flexibility that's offered to them. And then Friday, I mean, you most most Fridays, Nathan and Steve are, you know, buying lunch and buying beer and, and wine and things like that. And the guys are just, just really um, relaxed. 
And the third is probably just the hours. I mean, we're open nine till four thirty, and the guys, all property managers, finish at three pm on a Friday. So it really, you know, it's a, it's a good opportunity. It's a good good work life balance for the PM. So three o'clock, they might be heading down to Mark River, and all of a sudden, you can get down there by five thirty, six o'clock, and, and start your weekend. So there's a lot of a lot of flexibility with that. Yeah, and then in turn, um, from a work ethic point of view, mm-hmm. you know. You mentioned before it is a really nine-to-five so mm-hmm. do you find that he gets sort of a bit more out of everyone as well because he is flexible and um and you know understanding of the property management position So he's very, um, well, I should keep on referring to um, Matthew, but actually he's very technologically um, driven. Correct. What are your favourite sort of, yeah, technology pieces that you guys use? What, what do you think um, makes you guys different with it? Yeah, I mean, they, they outsource a little bit um, with, with some, of the, some of the workload. Um, they use Airtable quite a bit as well. I've been um, looking to Airtable. Yeah. Have you been telling me about it, but I just haven't got into it. How would you use Airtable for checklists and stuff? Yeah, a lot of checklists. Um, so all, all the lease renewal stuff, everything goes through to there because they do get sort of a bit of support from the BA. So that's a way to communicate through through Airtable. Um, yeah, checklists, all sorts of things. Um, it's, it's a really cool tool. Um, they brought in Percy with the inspection. Yep. I haven't had a chance to use that because they brought it in while I was gone. But um, apparently from, from all for reports, it's a really cool product. You might be able to use it for um, just for your advertising in the virtual tour. Yeah. You can just use yeah. the camera maybe. Yeah, we're, look, we're looking into that at the moment. Um, but, yeah, the, I mean, the, the feedback we've had from our clients and owners about, you know, the reports and things like that are getting... Um, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, we've been using Percy for a couple of months, but I had left it, my fault, I had left it with one property manager to train and then I said, you can train the next one, then you train yeah, the next okay. one. Yeah. It doesn't happen like that. I, have, I actually have to physically do it, yeah. which is cool. But yeah. I, so today I just had my proper training with it and I think that there still is a few changes that are happening on it, but I'm quite excited for those changes. Um, it's going to be a great program. So. Yeah, so I think Nathan originally got... Uh, to get involved from a trial perspective. Yeah. Um, so one of the property managers was trialling it, um, then he just went out and brought seven cameras, seven tripods, and sort of everyone got it, and they all got a little bit of training, and away they went. So, yeah. yeah. You can see Nathan doing that. Just Correct, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't half-ass anything, let's say that. <laughs> oh, well, I'll have to um, catch up with you guys in the office and have a look at the air table and yeah. how that actually works from a workflow point of view because that's one area of my business that I probably need to get a little bit better at Um, and um, I was you know I've just been doing all my recordings today for the podcast and one thing we were talking about um, was the um, an expectation sheet and this is actually I don't know if you do this as a BDM or not but it's something that I'm wanting to do but we've been talking about like an expectation checklist so that we know the expectations of um, of clients when it comes to advertising and and things like that and then we can hand over to the property manager so from a BDM point of view, do you want to just touch on your workflow from BDM to property manager? How do you manage the process? Yeah, so that's where Airtable comes into it. Okay. Yeah, so we, we got a sort of a new management checklist that comes through and that, that ultimately filters through to the admin team and, and eventually the property manager and has 
full details of the, the owner, all of these structures, the advertising and that sort of stuff. Um, and then I see, see through, obviously, the advertising. Um, so do you, do you do the marketing? Yeah. Do you show the property? No. We've got a dedicated leasing consultant. Oh, okay. Yep. So you um, sign them up mm-hmm. and then you pass it on to the leasing consultant. Yep. Then does the leasing consultant or the property manager call the owner with an application? So leasing consultant. So initially, as soon as as soon as that checklist comes through, um, both the, the leasing consultant and property manager receive it. Property manager calls, introduces themselves, lets them know about the leasing process, um, and out he goes on and does the home opens and presents applications. Okay, cool. Yep. It's really good to see yep. different people do it different ways. Yep. So I um, I was actually doing it wrong. I was doing it where I was doing the viewings just to start off with and yep. then I lost interest in doing yep. the viewings. I passed it up. Yep. had no streamline. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my girl said to me, Ash, can you just let us do it all? Correct, yeah. Quite like, cool. Yep. So now I'm doing your process. Yeah, we, we, we try to recommend the property managers do sort of the first home open just so they get to see the property and things like that. There's no point waiting until you've leased it and you're doing a routine inspection you're trying to sort out the layout and things like that so they try and at least do the first one uh, but that's the most important that first contact's from the property manager introducing themselves yeah. um, and then you know Annie does the, what she does and she's been with us for 10 plus years and she's very good at what she does so she just goes around home opens leases and applications and, and does a really good job excellent and what is the future for Bo? Um, really just helping with this with this business development uh, manager role with actual real estate it's not um, something that they've had before. Nathan sort of did all that work himself. So it's probably just really, really getting my teeth into it, really figuring out what we want to do and how we want to do it and, and maximising and helping with, obviously, the increased rent run for Actra. Well, he's certainly got a loyal employee with you, so well done and um, great chatting to you and I will come see you guys soon. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ashley. Tap Plumbing and Gas covers all Perth areas from Mandurah to Two Rocks and has a team of plumbing, drainage and hot water experts. They have an amazing reputation for their excellent service and quality workmanship on time, every time, and it is easy to see why they are a favourite to many Perth property managers. Whether you just need some friendly advice or an obligation-free quote, look no further than On Tap Plumbing and Gas.